What is going on, everyone? Yo, yo. I am your host, Eddie. I'm Adam. This is Marcus. And we're the Average Sports Guys. This is, obviously, the Average Sports Guys podcast. Today is episode 65. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, a little bit later, we will be joined by a good friend of mine, Kyle Roenick from the Burgundy Zone podcast. Yeah. We will get his take on uh, what Washington would or should do, um, in in his opinion, uh, with the 19th pick, trade up, trade back, stay right. put, and what they should do, if, you know, in each one of those scenarios. So um, we'll be again, we'll be joined by him later. Uh, before we do, uh, let's go ahead and get into um, scratch all that. How the hell y'all been, man? We, we didn't record last week. For those who don't know, I was recovering from surgery, uh, so I didn't even want to try to push it last week, but how you boys doing? I, I, I think the first question should be, how are you doing, man? Facts. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Um, I'm alive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alive. Slow slow going. Um, good days, bad days. Let's you go. know. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm trucking along. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Other, and then good to hear, man. You look good. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So for those who don't know, um, if you followed us on YouTube, yeah, I'm, I'm the fat guy. Um, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and so I actually had the gastric sleeve surgery um, already dropped just about 30 pounds. Let's go crazy in a, a day over two weeks now. Yeah, so wow. uh, but I did have to do a two week like pre op diet, which is like super bland. It's just like protein and vegetables because mm-hmm. you had to make sure your liver was uh, shrunken enough. So mm-hmm. they okay. don't have to, you know, wiggle around too much to get in there to do the surgery. So I'll tell you this. They said the procedure should last about two hours. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, OK, cool. So they put me to sleep. It was like seven, seven o'clock. I woke up in the recovery room and there's like a clock right in front of where the little bed is. And it said like 832. So as I'm like waking up, I asked the nurse, I said, hold on. I was like, it's only 830. She said, yeah. I said, where the hell did the other time go? Did he really do what he was supposed to do? <laughs> he was like, yeah. She was like, yes, they took your stomach. They did what they were supposed to do. Right. And I was like, I don't believe you. So anyway, <laughs> so like the recovery was terrible. I had to spend like the night in the hospital and I hate hospitals. It yeah. was just super uncomfortable, all that stuff. Plus, you know, they put all the like pain meds, anti-nausea medicine um, through the IV and everything. So it just was super groggy. Yeah. Um, and then they expected me to drink two bottles of water before I left. Now, mind you, you and I could probably sit there and drink two bottles of water in, you know, maybe a couple hours, right? No. That took forever. So I was so scared. They weren't going to let me go home the next day. I mm-hmm. dumped half the second bottle out <laughs> when they weren't looking. I just dumped that shit out. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll sip the rest. I mean, I was really trying to drink the water, yeah. but I did not want to stay there another day. So I, I made yeah. sure that that happened. That's um, what's up. But yeah. And then, you know, like I came home like uh, the first couple of days the, the pain was just ridiculous. Um, and as a doctor was like, oh, it's typically two to four on a scale of 10. Man, I went for my follow-up. I said, the hell are you talking about two to four? He's like, eh, you know, but I'm good, man. Good. I'm good. Yeah. I, I feel better, like, already. Like, my knees and stuff don't don't hurt as much. Yeah. Let's go. And stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, getting ready for this hot boy summer. <laughs> you know, although I got a wife, so she going to shut all that shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's uh, getting ready for this couple summer. Let's no. go. Um, but, yeah, and then just... 
immediately thrown back into work and sure. yeah. all the you know yeah, you've been looking stressed that projects yeah. that we I, got going on yeah I, I i normally i like stop by eddie's office like usually for a couple minutes a day yeah. i've just been like mm-hmm. oh i felt bad it was like i think the day or the day after i got back he like came up to to my door because yeah we usually just chop it up real quick because he sits right right outside my door and i was like super short because i'm like trying to catch up on yeah. stuff and then they're adding more stuff and i was just like uh i was like just give me some time so yeah, now, so I was in meetings all day today from, like, 9 to noon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you had the so. nice shoes on today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. Eddie was clicking back around I, the yeah, office I was suited and booted today. Let's yeah. go. You know, and then you get the question to my, like, what, you going to a job interview? No, man. I got just, you know, yeah. tired of wearing T-shirts and jeans. Now that I can fit back into some some uh, some of these button-ups I got. So, but, there yeah, man, go. it's just been busy. How about you, Marcus, man? So, you know, it's always that time of year um, around – what March April is for testing mm-hmm. so we're still doing oh, a little bit right. of testing but it's all online now and it's been nothing short of air quotes fun but we're <laughs> making it through um shout out to my you know my staff um I work for them um I always look at look, look at my position you know from the bottom up my jobs that support them and everything mm-hmm. but they are literally you know I come up with ideas they either take it or shoot it down in the nicest way possible to not <laughs> it. um but you know we're coming around we're getting caught up in everything so that's that's been a blessing um, aside from that, um, if you got once you actually check this episode out, my camera died today. Yeah, and if you guys so know bad. about me and anything to do with cameras, I spent a pretty penny on this thing. We're talking about about two grand plus in equipment Ugh. that you know in the body is just fifteen hundred bucks alone. So that thing is is dead right now. It will not hold a charge. So uh, yeah, so there's that. But, you know, I'm just going to keep on keeping on, you know, take it to the camera shop. Uh, shout out to Service Fredo. Take I it w- to the camera shop. <laughs> Basically. So I will they be dropping. They're going to tell me what I am. <laughs> <laughs> and slap me with a bill. Um, but, yeah, so shout out to Service Photo. I should be there tomorrow. Hopefully they can get it fixed, you know, within a reasonable amount of time so I can get back shooting because that's literally, outside of this, that's my passion. I was about to say, yeah, like Marcus tra- has some killer pictures. Like man. I travel and take shots like that's what i do yeah i travel and take shots oh that's the other thing with right. the surgery i cannot drink alcohol <sighs> for they say at least 12 months okay but re- reading up on like some people's like horror stories <laughs> with alcohol right i don't even know i don't want to say i'll never drink right. again but i used to be able to put away some alcohol yeah. I, th- I think those days are done right yeah. but it's all in the interest of health. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish you didn't bring up shots, Marcus. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, there goes man. the you show. Give it a year. Give it a year. Give it a time. Show. Yeah, this time next year, I will take my first drink on the show. I like it. There you go. Hold, the it, hold you to it. Facts. Yeah. And if I pass out, <laughs> there goes the show. Yeah, but that's okay. Well, it lucky makes for, for us, g- the studio is good, at your house. Good, so. good entertainment. I don't have to go far. Yeah. Just tell Chrissy to hey, come get you your just husband. Roll that's you right. into the. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I'll be lighter too, so it'd be easier yeah. for you guys yeah. to drag me. There you so. go. <laughs> but how about you, Adam? Man, I know you just recently moved. Yeah, Max. man, we just moved in. Um, no couch, so we oh, set yeah, up. You a, sent the one back. Yeah, maybe. we sent it back. So uh, we set up the air mattress in the living room. It's Let's like go. We're, like we're glamour camping in front of the TV. Hey, man. But yeah, man. 
couch coming in on Monday, and Let's I go. feel like you know when the couch comes in, that's when it feels like home. More right? Right. Like that's yeah. when you can actually right. just come back and crash in the living room for a bit. Yep. So looking forward to that. We were doing some DIY stuff oh, actually. Wow. I mean, not really DIY stuff. We put a new shower head on because the because you know the water pressure was some garbage. Oh, wow. oh and, for sure. Uh, no and uh, assembled a few pieces of furniture. I was getting my Eddie on. Let's go. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's good. the this the stress of actually getting everything there is over. So uh, yeah, good. just just living now, man. Yeah, right, man. That's what's up. All right. Well, as promised, we'll get into some football stuff. Uh, right. NFL news, man. Um, I didn't see a whole lot. Adam did have an interesting um, little nugget that he saw. Yeah, so a bunch of teams, and I think Marcus has the specific list, but a bunch mm-hmm. of teams have said that uh, they basically put out statements. This is the players. Um, they put out statements saying that they will not be participating in the volunteer voluntary offseason activities, right? So essentially like OTAs yeah, and all that. mini camps, things uh, like that. Yeah, because uh, they feel that the league um, and teams are still not being specific enough and not putting out, you know, a good enough protocol as far as COVID and dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, things that are just not at the level that they want it to be, which I think is absolutely fair, right? These are, these are athletes, um, you know, being in tip top shape is literally their livelihood. Right. And something like COVID can really mess that up. Right? Oh yeah. Um, Marcus, you, you got that list? Yeah. So we're talking about players from Tampa Bay, the Broncos, Seahawks, Lions, Patriots, Bears, Browns, and Giants. Yeah. And and honestly, I think that list is only going to get bigger in these upcoming weeks. Mm-hmm. Facts. So uh, these are players. It's not the actual team. Like the organization isn't opting out. Right. Yeah. So it's it's more or less players from these teams. That oh, are just okay. Like, nah, dude. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, at first I thought it was like the team saying they're not going to participate, right. which to the initially kind of caught me off guard because I'm like, well, you participated in the season last yeah, year. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think now that most of the country is open up to, like at least here in Maryland, 16 and over, right. they can get the vaccine. So I would imagine um, organizations can get vaccines in you know what I mean to the facility right. for for the for the players that that want them. So I'm no vaccine expert. Clearly, we're all fully vaccinated. Um, you two had what Pfizer, yeah, yeah, and I had Moderna. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Johnson and Johnson. Right now, there's like you know the the CDC and the FDA are a little worried about the blood clots, and I think it was like eight cases. Yeah, and six, six, so and there was like a one in one million chance. Right. So right. I think for like these athletes, right, who are already in shape, less susceptible to um, uh, severe cases of COVID, Mm -hmm. I think the Johnson & Johnson would suffice for them. Right. right? It's one and done. They can get back to their training, doing what they're doing, whatever. Um, Because, you know, it just builds up in their system over time anyway. Right. And then so by the time mini camps and OTAs and training camp starts, they should be good to go. But, you know, so maybe – that option will become available to them. Um, and, and they kind of go that route, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, yeah, as uh, the vaccine rollout is starting to speed up a little bit. Um, I don't, I don't know if the teams themselves will be able to like actually get vaccines at the facility, but well, I do was think M- that, a few MLB teams that were able to get their teams vaccinated. Oh, right. really? Yep. Yeah. Oh, like they actually got the vaccines. Oh, yeah. that's, that's because sick. I think the Nats just played, 
Um, so the Nats just played the Cardinals. I believe the Cardinals had gotten vaccinated. Okay. And it might have been during, like, spring training or coming out of spring training, something like that. So. Right. I, I think, for me, it comes down to whatever the supply chain is in mm-hmm. whatever state the team comes from. Yeah. Because um, even here in Maryland, Governor Hogan said, you know, we're, we're pretty good until, what, May-ish mm-hmm. is when we're going to start to run out. So I think teams probably will slowly get vaccinated. It's just a matter of when they can re-up on the vaccine themselves. For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, and then it's all pretty much government run. It's not yeah. like privatized. So yeah, Because right. if it was, then new organizations would just pay for them. Right. And, and, and scoop have that. them come in. Yeah. yeah. The ice um, trucks. But, <laughs> but, you know, we'll figure it. I mean, we'll see how they, how they figure it out. Now, one question I would say is, how do you feel it would affect the team. So for those players that are opting out, do you think it would affect the team um, and how they kind of develop um, leading into training camp and into the season? Or is it just kind of much ado about nothing? Players just worry I, about their safety. I think with, I think with these things, like, uh, you know, it's, it isn't training camp, right? So yeah, I think as, as long as they, as a team hold each other accountable for getting in the work that they need to get in, right. which which they did last year, right? They had to mm-hmm. do this stuff virtually. I mean, the Bucks definitely did it, and they're one of the teams opting out right now. So, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it'll be that big of a deal. And, um, I mean, me personally, like, what hearing about Jason Tatum with the Celtics, right? Like, he talked about how he's never had to use an inhaler in his life, but after having COVID, now he has to use one before games. Right. So, I mean, like, this is it's a real thing, right? And yeah. it, it really does affect them. So, um, you know, I, I think, I think they will be fine. I think, I think in this case, they're making the smarter decision by looking after their own health. And, yeah. and I trust that professional athletes will put in the work. So mm-hmm. no, I don't, I don't think it'll be a big deal. Yeah. Me neither. So a lot of these guys, like we've all talked about, you know, they spend hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars on their bodies per year, depending oh, yeah. on the level of athlete they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and they always have their own crew, their own team with them, you know, in the off-season training. So I think they're just going to do a lot of that. And like you said before, continuing with the virtual off-season, you know, workouts with, you know, the position groups, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then Having going from meetings and meetings and, like and, that, and, yeah. go, and going from there. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I largely agree. Again, I just was posing a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, other NFL news. Jadavian Clowney signs a one-year deal worth $10 million to play for the Browns. Mm-hmm. That's dirty. Um, you already got Miles Garrett out there. Right. Um, that front four is, and that ro- that seven man rotation is going to be hellacious. You mm-hmm. thought they were good before. Now, mm-hmm. I feel bad if you're on their schedule for next season. Yeah, I think I think if 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 Clowney plays to the level that he's capable of, um, I think the Browns, yeah, front could be vicious. They could get after that quarterback in yeah. a hurry. I mean, right. the the great thing about this is that he doesn't even have to play that great, right? Because he's not yeah. going to be the number one guy. No. He's not the number one threat there. Miles Garrett is an absolute monster. Yep. So um, Clowney's job is all is already going to be a bit easier, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, if they can get a bit of a resurgence from him, and, yeah, even if he just plays at, what, like 80 90% of what he's capable of doing, I, I, think, it's, I think it's a solid pickup for the Browns. Right, mm-hmm. and it's not like he has to play every down anymore. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's right. like he's a rotational guy. Like he does, so the likelihood of him possibly getting hurt is going to diminish significantly versus yeah. a team who actually needs that edge, that rush, that that's that, a great that pressure point. on an, on like every single play. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, do you guys have any other news uh, outside of my <laughs> team news? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to Marcus getting into yeah, getting into this uh, team news. Um, wow, 
why don't you just go ahead and get into it so we can start laughing? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So word coming out of Philly is the fact that, you know, since Doug Peterson got there, I think is what, 2016, this dude has been like the subject of a micromanaging situation to the point where in the athletic they were saying things like he was treated like a baby, yep. like literally all the way down to play calling where they were ridiculing this guy for not throwing the ball enough, not throwing the ball enough. Even in games that wow. they won, even in games that we, that they've won. Like even, remember, I don't know if you guys remember the 2019 win, the staple win that we had over the green Bay Packers, we run mm-hmm. by three. And the reason we won that game is because we grounded and pa- grounded and pounded the crap out of them mm-hmm. with Jordan Howard and those boys. Mm-hmm. Um, we won by three because of the run game. We kept the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, and he got ripped for only winning by three. Crazy. Crazy. Like, in my opinion at this point, and I texted Eddie this the other day, I feel like Howie Roseman is turning into Chip Kelly. Like, this dude has way too much power. I feel like this dude, you know, after the Super Bowl, you can't tell him anything. Mm-hmm. And he's working towards the detriment of this organization. Mm-hmm. Like continuing with the same story, um they were undermining literally every every single decision this guy made. Like even during the Super Bowl season. So it's like okay, well, I'm glad that they were winning, like we were talking about before, to where they kept a lot of that stuff in-house, and thank God we had the leadership that we had on our team at the time. You're talking yeah. about Chris Long. You're talking about LeGarrette Blunt. You're talking about Malcolm Jenkins, um, Brandon Graham, like uh, Fletcher, J- Cox. Fletcher Cox, Jason Peters, even though he did get injured, and Lane Johnson, all those guys were there to keep that stuff in-house, which is great. And, you know, you guys, like like you guys always say, like, winning solves most of your problems. As long as you're mm-hmm. winning, you're, you're going to be fine. Even with Carson Wentz going down and then Nick Foles stepping in, you know, in the playoffs or towards the mm-hmm. back end of the season after the Rams game to step it up. Like, at this point, right before the draft, I am terrified. Terrified. Because... It's all coming out now. It's 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 dirty laundry. Um, the team, which we all thought was class personified for the past what four years minus last season, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is now a serious problem. Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie have their hands in the cookie jar way too much, and I feel like <laughs> Nick Sirianni. I can't say it because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen his leadership. I really haven't right. had time to see him coach or run a team. But it seems like there's the potential is there that he's just a puppet, somebody that they control yeah. versus a guy who knows football, who was a former Eagles quarterback. Granted, he was terrible, but still he was a part of the organization. And they let him do what he does best, make football decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, yes, he did go, go for it a lot on fourth downs. You know, we're talking about Doug Peterson at this point, things like that. They'd get us a Super Bowl. You would think he would get more respect for doing that. Yeah. Um, and being a leader of men. Because – that's what you know Doug Peterson to do. He's a leader of men. Um, calls are questionable. I get you that. But, wow. I'm interested to see next season and what Sirianni does. Um, I've seen some tape of, like, of him just breaking down film. He's, a, he's, he's, a, he, he like, he's an air raid type of guy. You mm-hmm. know, He likes to make deep throws with his quarterbacks and, and his play calling. You know, mm-hmm. Running still, is still going to be a great thing with this team. I mean, we picked up Jordan Howard. He's still 26. Um, younger guy, but he's – I mean, hopefully they run the ball with him uh, up the middle like they're supposed to. Miles Sanders is still on the squad. We'll see what we do in the draft. But right now, I'm terrified. What are your thoughts on the situation? 
You go first, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, so I read that article as well, and, right. and they, they basically said in the article that um, that Jeff Lurie and, uh, and Howie, when they hire a coach, they're looking for a coach that they can easily micromanage, right? Like right. That, was, that was part of the reason why they hired Peterson was they thought that he would be a coach that they would be able to do that with. Right. And, and Which even so, after he wins a Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, let that man work. Let that man work. Yeah. I mean, it credit to him for for sticking around for as long as he did considering how bad it was, right? Like it was toxic. They said uh yeah. they said there was a standing meeting every Tuesday where he'd just get dressed down by Lurie and uh Howie and Roseman. Roseman. Yeah. It's Which crazy. is and it's crazy. Like, like though what what do they really know? What do they really know, <laughs> right? Like that's it, it it's wild. I think the other thing that was really Interesting to me, of course, being the nerd that I am, is like the Eagles are known for having a pretty solid analytics staff. Facts. And it seemed as though um, that analytics staff was uh, was very like was was well spread about the organization, right? It seemed like they had a hand in a lot of things, and 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 you know that there was a lot of cohesion there. Apparently not. Apparently, like the <laughs> analytics staff has just been completely siloed. There's it's it. There's like this weird dynamic where it's like the analytics has um, a direct ear to the GM and the owner, but they're not really talking to all the other coaches, and the mm. coaches aren't trusting it. They're literally in opposite sides of the building. Oh jeez, it's like it's real bad over there. I'm concerned. Um, I'm concerned for Nick Sirianni because I, like I said, I always I have a soft spot for the Colts. I liked him over there. I think he's like a good young up and coming coach Facts. but i don't want this toxic situation to to just derail his career and then on top of all that getting a little off topic all this crap around them still trying to trade up for another quarterback yeah like what yeah. are you doing howie roseman dude yeah yeah like, I, I feel like those type of leaks and stories like those should not they should out. never come yeah. out and on time and, and piggybacking off of adam's point like you know it's a problem when information is leaking prior to the draft that you're not even trusting, not just the analytics guys, but you're not even trusting the gut of your scouts. Yeah. Like, he's going into the war room on draft day saying, oh, yeah, we should take um, Justin Jefferson. Now nah, we're going to take this other guy. Yeah. And then <laughs> when the crap hits the fan, you're looking all – you're sweating in these, in these press conferences looking crazy, and you take no real accountability for it. Yep. Like yeah. – it's getting to the point now where Howie, like, if you do not nail this draft, literally the city of Philadelphia and the greater Philadelphia area is going to pull up to the link, show up to your office with whiz wits in their hand <laughs> and start pelting the building, your office. It's it's going to be bad. Like Eagles, Eagles insurrection. It, yeah. e basically, it's, it's literally that type situation right now where everybody's freaking out because we didn't like the fact that you traded back. You know, mm -hmm. um, God forbid that the Bengals don't take um, Jamar Chase because Jamar um, he was we're, we're thinking, oh, he's going to be sitting right there at six. Yep. I don't think he's going to be there. But if he is Howie Roseman, dude, you better hide under your desk. You better yeah. do something because you can't be seen in daylight in Philadelphia. But I digress. Overall, um, it's looking real bad in Philadelphia from the front office and yeah. they need to get it fixed quick. Well, to kind of mirror what Adam said and, and, and the point that you're just making. I do think it it is it would behoove an organization to function well, especially like you said, you're bringing in a new coach. Um 
because you want an environment for him to succeed, right? Yeah. Right. Now, put that on the field. It's the same thing with, say, a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. You want to have the team in place. You want to have a, a solid offensive line. You want to have like an offense that can move the ball because you want to put this young player in the best situation that they can. But if your offense is dysfunctional, then that quarterback's chances of of succeeding are a little bit less unless he's a superstar. So if Philly can't, in, in, in my opinion, if Philly's front office can't get right, that is going to hinder this coach from being able to do what he's going to do. And it does seem that, that um, Lori and Roseman, that's what they want is a controllable um, coach. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I, I feel for you, my brother, because we've been there for, yeah. for many, many years. I mean, but we had Bruce Allen. But even yeah. look at the Cowboys, you know, recently. Like, we all know what Jerry Jones does. Mm-hmm. And what have they been the definition of for the past, what, 20 years? Average. Yeah. Mediocre. Mediocre. Is yeah. that what you want? Eight and eight. Like, literally, mediocre. Is that what you want, Lori, Howie Roseman? Um so, so to me, that was that, that was the most concerning thing in the right. article, right? Was that they talked about how basically how he has this reputation as a survivor. Right. Like even the people who like disagree with his decisions and stuff, who like just didn't really like him, they were like, you know what? I have to respect that dude's ability to stick around because he <laughs> yeah. has like figured it out. He yeah. is buddies with uh with Jeff Lurie. He's like he, best friends, dude. Yeah, he has weaseled his way into a position yeah. where like you do just enough. yeah Lurie is not gonna let go of him he's his buddy he's gonna go to bat for him and if i'm an eagles fan that's what i'm the most concerned about is it's like because, it's yeah. like being in a relationship with someone who's an asshole but they do just enough to <laughs> make them happy around. in that moment yeah you're like i'm tired of their shit and then they you know i don't know buy you a little slice of cheesecake or something you're like all right that chicken parm is fire yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean and then it's like and then they get back to pissing you off a yeah. week or two later right. and so it's just like they keep the same just yeah, enough. Just enough. Um, I mean, it really reminds me of the Washington Wizards with Ernie Grunfeld. I yes. know we were talking yeah, about yes. this yesterday at the For office. Sure. Um, Except he didn't do just – at no point did he do no, just enough. No, but he had um, – the, the owner's ear, uh, Ted yep. Ted Leontis. Yep. I mean, he was in the dude's pocket, like right. holding his belt loop. Yeah. Like, I'll say this. The only thing that I can honestly, at this point, yes, you know, Howie Roseman, you know, he's he's great at acquisition, the acquisition of free agents, right? Mm-hmm. Guys who we mm-hmm. need because we draft bad, but that's the initial point. <laughs> we draft bad, so we got to literally pay, overpay guys to come in and fill spots. So him pulling in guys, like pulling in those free agents, you know, and managing the cap, that's it. Yeah. That's where it stops. <laughs> this dude is the worst at drafting. Um, he's kind of a jerk. Like even the comment, the side comment he made a couple years ago to Lane Johnson where he said uh, after the one interview he had or something where uh, he went off kilter, and then he said something slick walking past him in the locker room and Lane Johnson literally almost went after him because he's that disrespectful. Yeah. Like you're talking to your starting right tackle mm. pro bowler. Yep. And you're going to disrespect him like that because you think you're on that much of a high horse, dude. Yeah. Do you know how much bigger that man is yeah. than you? I was about to say, That's you, you talking talk yeah. real slick to somebody who can whoop your ass. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> it, this is the type of stuff that has been leaking over the past six months and mm. it's not getting any better. So Howie Roseman, either do your job or 
Get this whiz whiz to the face. That's, yeah. that's, that's all I can say. I would find more enjoyment in this dysfunction if you weren't an Eagles fan or, right. I, or if we weren't right. friends or something. Yeah. Like, because I genuinely like you, right. I, I can't enjoy this as much as I would like to. Right. Like if this was the Giants or the Cowboys, oh my goodness. Uh, it's something great. we can all have fun yeah. with, you know, yeah. but um, I, all, all I can do is pray for you, Marcus. Yeah. I mean, I mean hopefully we'll, that organization gets right and... Yeah. I don't know. It's not looking like it. Yeah. Not looking like it. We'll see. Your only prayer is that it just doesn't bleed onto the field. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it looks like it could because they have their hand in football operations. It's just reminiscent of what Washington used to be, you know, years ago. Yeah. So My last point is I would love to see, like, Howie Roseman walk into the field and in the middle of a game because of X, Y, and Z happening, a player getting up in the Howie Roseman's face and just point his finger. This is all your fault. <laughs> this is our golden yeah. years. Yeah. You did this to us. We want you going. Like I would love like that. You know how you get that sideline NFL mm-hmm. films cam? Oh, just yeah, yeah, just yeah. blasting. Yeah. Whether it's a gym, whether it's a coat or something. I need that in my life at this yeah. point because you're not doing your job, bro. So yeah. my my perfect scenario is Lane Johnson just picking him up and putting him in a trash can. You know what I mean? Like just like right. upside down and everything. That that that's what I'm hoping for, man. I yeah, I'm I'm sorry, dude. Uh, hopefully there are better days ahead. For sure, it, it, we we had to deal with it. <laughs> we had, we definitely time. had to deal with it. Yeah. Um. And and it seems knock on wood, it seems like we made it out of there. So. Lord, I hope so. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to commercial, and then when we come back, we'll bring in Kyle. Uh, for Washington Football News. Yep. Hey, people. It's Eddie and Marcus here from the Average Sports Guys podcast. Are you looking for screen printed shirts or hoodies? Maybe you need embroidered polos, hats, or beanies. If so, check out our guys over at Full Color Prints, LLC, located in Chantilly, Virginia. Yeah, head over to FullColorPrintsDC.com or find them on Instagram at DMVTShirtGuys and support your local business. With over 15 years of experience, there's no wonder they're still in business and they're sure to meet your satisfaction. The average sports guys have used them and you should too. All right, and we are joined by a very special guest, uh, my buddy Kyle Ronick. Let's go. From the Burgundy Zone podcast. Yeah. It's a great hey. listen. Good insight. Hey. Yes, sir. How's it going? Thank my you for having me on, brother. I appreciate it, man. Uh, to be a part of your guys' uh, podcast is yeah. the top of the line. Look at your guys' setup, man. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Uh, first and foremost, man, congratulations on your son. How's he doing? Thank you very much. He's uh he's doing well. We still haven't gotten him down to like a sleep routine yet. He's not oh, two yeah. months old yet, but you know it's uh sleep's hard to come by. It's rough. Like I was telling Andy earlier, but right. you know it's a it's a blessing. Yeah, man. Yeah, congratulations again to you and your wife. Congrats, man. Congrats. Thank you. So we wanted to bring you on, man. The draft is like right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been listening to your guys' last few podcasts over what at least you guys been covering the draft stuff for what last couple months at least. Shoot, yeah, we've been covering it for the past like three or four months. Yeah, because me and Reed, we're like draft heads, so yeah, man, we love going through with the different theories, different hypothetical ways you can go about it. Um, we're all about the draft. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I try to keep up with you on Twitter, and I do get a little overwhelmed there. So, but <laughs> you have great uh, draft breakdowns, good, good, good prospect. Um, you know, the uh, uh, breakdown. So again, that's another reason I wanted to get you on the show. I really value the time that you put in and your explanation as to why this player, you know, should or shouldn't go here or there. So let's just get into it, man. Washington football team, we pick at 19. Do you think we are going to stay put, trade back or trade up? And if we do any of those, who do you think uh, they're going to target? 
So I know Charlie Casserly just came out with his mock and said that Washington's going to be trading up to 14 to yeah. leapfrog the Patriots to grab Trey Lance. Um, I've been very adamant about saying that trading up is out of the question. Um, ever since they bowed out of the Matt Stafford trade, where they offered a first and a third, mm-hmm. that kind of told me that they weren't going to mortgage many draft picks for an unproven quarterback to move up to four. Now, 14 makes a lot of sense, could be a lot less uh, that you'd have to give up. But the, I just don't see it happening. I think Ron Rivera understands you have to build the team, then get your quarterback. Mm-hmm. And sitting in that first round, there's a lot of great talent there that they could really use uh, because I know that there are plenty of linebackers in this draft, but you know they're not going to be there by your second round or your third round pick. Right. So you're going to have to utilize that spot that you're at right there. If anything, my dream scenario is that they trade back. And the one team I'm looking at is the Jacksonville Jaguars at 25. You know, they're taking Trevor Lawrence at number one. Mm -hmm. They're sitting there at 25. And let's say Darisol, Tevin Jenkins, one of these guys is on the board there. And they make a great offer to say, hey, we want to get this guy. We'll give you our second rounder or third rounder, or maybe Washington couples. There are other one of their third rounders in it to move up to that second round pick uh, first overall in the second round, and then use that for possibly a wide receiver or like a guy like Jamin Davis uh, to get there at 30, uh, 33. I think that would be a really smart way to go about it to accumulate more picks, but being able to get a guy that you like a guy like Zavin Collins, who I really, really enjoy oh, watching yeah. his film. Yeah. I've said many times that, he could be in like the Tampa two play that defenses do where he plays a center field, mm-hmm. deep center field, like Brian Urlacher in Chicago, that would fit Zayvon Collins to a T and his type of body is exactly what Montez sweat and chase young possess yep. kind of tall, long armed athletic guys. He had two return uh, touchdowns this year off of picks. He is a red zone nightmare because of how tall he is. He's a tower in the middle of the field. So in the red zone, quarterbacks can't really target their tight ends right in the middle there as long as he's on the prowl searching around. So Zayvon Collins is the guy that I have circled. He's 6'5", 259 pounds. It's a really good guy. And also he's a former quarterback, by the way, who redshirted as a tight end on the scout team for them. (laughs) So he's a guy who has some offensive background, but is also a very, very key part of the defense. And so you can kind of have that two-way cycle with him, kind of like with uh, Chaz Surratt from North Carolina, where they kind of know what offenses want to do um, Mm -hmm. as as a linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Zavin is definitely somebody I, you know, would be in love with if if we drafted. I just love how he just moves around the field and he will truck your ass, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I full heartedly agree with that. I kind of wondered if they would move back or just kind of stay pat at 19. My thought if they did stay at 19 would be like a linebacker. I, I wouldn't assume mm-hmm. they take a receiver um, that early, especially with some of the additions that they, they already brought in. Um, let me get your opinion. How hyped up should Washington football fans be over our new acquisition <laughs> tight end Sammy Reyes? Uh, I, I think everyone is kind of getting a little bit too excited about it, but yep. for good reason. Yeah. Uh, the guy's RAS score, the relative athlete score, uh, was off the charts. It was higher than Kyle Pitts. So he obviously is raw. And NFL coaches, a lot of people look at that as a negative. They view that as a plus. Uh, because when you get a guy raw, that means you can mold him the way that you want. He didn't play football as a kid, so he didn't was, wasn't was taught the wrong fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pete Hainer is one of the most respected tight end coaches in the league. We oh, saw yeah. what he did with Logan Thomas yep. with uh, an abbreviated offseason, being able to 
get him to be a uh, should have been a Pro Bowl tight end oh, over yeah. Evan Ingram. By yeah, the way, agree. I hate that he got that nod over. <laughs> oh, <him>. me too. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's what fans should be excited about: the fact that right. it's coupling him with Pete Hayner and Samus Reyes is almost like. He's almost a mold of Logan Thomas, but is more athletic, but way more raw. I wouldn't expect anything this season unless some miracle happens, but I do think that this is somebody that could definitely develop over the next year or so and help on special teams this year, but possibly in year two, year three, this could this could be a really, really good kid uh, in the NFL because uh, there's not that many top-tier tight ends right now mm-hmm. you know you know you think Travis Kelsey obviously George Kittle but then like things start in Mark Andrews but things start falling off after that point off of a cliff so uh, th- he could really make a name for himself if he if he's shown what he has especially at his pro day he can make strides I was texting with Logan uh, Paulson and he worked with him for a little bit but he said he's really excited for this kid mm-hmm. this kid he, he could really make a mark on this league yeah and 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 for that reason I'm excited like short term no I think he's got a lot of developmental um, right. stuff to learn, you know, as, as you alluded to. Um, my my thought was, yeah, if he can contribute on special teams right away, that that type of thing, you know, learn the playbook, learn football. Um, I do wonder what it's going to be like for him to get like hit the first time. He's never actually <laughs> played football. So that'll be interesting to watch. But I mean, the dude was chiseled out of a rock. I mean, you've 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 seen those those photos. I mean, dude is shredded. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm excited for his opportunity. I always like stories like this. And to me, what better organization um, to for, for him to come to than than Washington? I mean, Kyle, you, you know, as well as just about every other Washington football fan, this organization has arguably turned that turn everything around yeah. you know with with uh some of the front office hires the way ron rivera's running shop um the way the players have just bought in so yeah i th- i think he's in a great situation and like you said uh, one of the most well-respected tight end coaches in the league i think he's in good hands yeah and thinking about it from a basketball background you know as a tight end you're more on your job for these and and, you know, these kind of long runs to the outside, your job on those plays is to be able to turn the edge defender, you know, seal that edge. And coming from basketball, Samus Reyes could easily just transition what he would do on a screen play. Mm-hmm. But instead of having to, you know, absorb the contact like he does in basketball, he can bring the contact to the defender. So in that kind of way, maybe he could blossom as a number two tight end blocker uh, and possibly a red zone threat this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just say they don't go after a tight end in the draft. But I, I do think they will but let's just say they don't he could definitely help in that kind of capacity I think he could transition easily especially with putting up like 30 reps on bench obviously it's a very very strong kid and uh he he won't be outmatched that's for sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's for sure I honestly I I just really liked what you said about trading back um I think you made a really good point right Ron has kind of learned and I think he's alluded to it himself that um you want to build a team first and then get your quarterback. I think he specifically said, he's like, you know, we did it the other way around earlier in, in uh, Carolina. He's like, we had Cam first, and then we tried to build it around him, right. and we it saw how forever. that worked right. out. But, uh, so, yeah, I think I think he has learned that lesson. He's definitely talked about learning that lesson. So, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of moving back, especially if you don't have one of those, like, top five or six picks, you know, um, and just, like, accumulating that draft capital. I guess I guess my question is, um, all right, let's say they don't do what we want them to do. Let's say they make that big, <laughs> splashy move, right? They try to get up into that first, let's say maybe those first 10 picks. If you have a pick like that, who are you gunning for? At, at that point, I'd hope it'd be Fields. 
Um, I, mm. I think uh, more than anyone, I really like Trey Lance. Uh, I did my film breakdown on him last year was a lot better than the game that he had this year. Um, I, I've said him a couple times. He kind of has like an Aaron Rodgers type of way about him when he's on the run, escaping the pocket to the outside. It, the ability and the accuracy that he has. By throwing on the run, it, it, I've only seen somebody like Aaron Rodgers have that kind of capability, uh, being able to throw a, a ball on a rope uh, off one foot. It's it's really exciting. But when I, when I saw his film this year, I saw a regression. I saw somebody that wasn't seeing the field well, was forcing things. Maybe he was trying to get teams excited about him, was trying to do too much. But he would like over. He wouldn't throw to the check down. That would be an easy first down. Rather, he would throw it to the guy ten yards behind him, uh, who's easily covered for an incompletion, just because he wanted to show off that arm. Mm-hmm. That is what scares me about Trey Lance. And I said it back then, about two years ago. I was worried about how much he was running because it was almost every single play he was running. And in the NFL, you can't do that yeah, unless no. you have a body like Josh Allen that can absorb that kind of contact right. repeatedly you're going to get injured. It's not, you're not going to have a long career, i.e. RG three, unfortunately, but Trey Lance obviously is built differently. It's a big kid. He's strong. His running style is a lot like Cam Newton, but in the NFL dudes are going to hit you at your knees. And that is what I'm concerned about. So developing him as a pocket passer, I'm not willing to do that in that first in that top 10, but maybe Mac Jones being there, that's someone I would really love. But non-quarterback, it's Kyle Pitts. If Kyle yeah, Pitts oh is sitting God, there in yeah. the top ten, if he falls back, Man, dude, you look. go out and get him. I don't care what it takes to get him. Go out and get that dude. He immediately transcends this offense into elite category, oh, yeah. and we are le- legitimate contenders, uh, in the, obviously in the NFC East, but possibly advancing far into the playoffs because that, that dude's just a matchup nightmare. Yeah, you can't six, put linebackers on him. Dude. He's too fast. He's too athletic. You can't put DBs on him because nope. he's too big, and he catches the ball at high points, and he's a phenomenal blocker. A lot of people have gone after him with a blocking. I still think he's better in Pat Fryermuth in that aspect, personally. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, Fields. Do you know why it it, it, it almost seems like he's slipping um, yeah. further and further back for some reason? Um, I would take him over um, quarterback Tra- out of Alabama. I take him. I take Mac him Jones. over Trey Lance. Mac Jones. Yeah. Do you, I mean what's your what's your take on that? If 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 you have one. I think the 49ers are taking him at three. I know a lot of people are saying Mac Jones and everything, but right. he fits what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. Think about that 2012 offense for Washington with RG3, the running ability, but then the play action off of it, RG3 having easy throwing lanes to a 15-yard in route to Pierre Garçon. It was easy money. It was cake. Mm -hmm. That's what Kyle Shanahan would get with Justin Fields. And I don't care about all these people talking about his different, not being able to go through reads. The kid can do it. Mm -hmm. And I was very impressed with Justin Fields in that national championship game when he broke some ribs and then came out there and was throwing dimes. Oh, yeah. I was Max. very impressed. That is a man right there. Mm-hmm. And if, if I'm doing that for anyone, it's, it's, I think Kyle Shane has the right mind with this. Obviously Mac Jones can orchestrate an offense well, but there is some sort of level to this where it says, you know, where does the talent leave off? You know, like how oh, does right. his, yeah. the, his surrounding core, how does it inflate him? So for Mac Jones, the best places that he could go, I would say would be like Denver, 
uh, for Juan. The Cowboys would be the other where he already has an offense equipped, ready for him to yeah. step in right. and do well. If you're asking him to start from ground zero with like San Fran, when all they got is like smaller guys where they're kind of changing their offense with him, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it works all that well. So I, th- I think it's Fields at three. I think everything else is just a smokescreen because th- they got to keep us entertained during this yeah. time. You, know, you can't <laughs> keep coming out the same stuff. 100%. Yeah. And what bugged me the most about Justin Fields is based on what you just said, but then Dan Orlovsky coming out and saying, oh, well, I heard from my my sources that, you know, Justin Fields is lazy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he is, what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? And he actually Dude. got ripped a new one by the Ohio fan base and everybody just laid into him. And then he actually had to retract that. I want to say the next day, Twitter lit that man up. But I honestly, I totally agree with what you said about Fields. He's, he's legit. Yeah. Yeah, Hall, my co-host, he absolutely loves Dan Orlovsky. He always brings him right. up. Yeah, like, this yeah, is the same does. dude that said that Haskins was playing poorly because <laughs> the offensive line was so bad. Right. Come on, dude. Yeah, like, facts. Like, I, I get it. Like, you're an ex, you're an ex, like, pro quarterback. I get it. But, dude, his takes are terrible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's always screaming at the TV. I don't get it. Why is he <laughs> yeah. always yelling? Carson Wentz. But, yeah, I totally agree, dude. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, I totally agree. Yeah. All right, Kyle. I know you got to run and get ready for your show. Um, I'll look forward to uh, you posting that. But before we run, man, where can people check out your podcast and how can they uh, follow you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at The Burgundy Zone. Uh, we're on YouTube, Facebook, iTunes podcast, Google pods. Um, we are literally everywhere. We're on Instagram. Um, you can also fo- uh, follow Money Mike tbz 301 uh for mike hall and then you could follow old dad uh mike reed uh on twitter <laughs> as well but we're we're all over the place man we just like to talk ball obviously eddie we've had you on before yep um and we'd love we're gonna have you on again brother don't worry you know we have plenty oh, of yeah. time but it was a pleasure guys and honor to come on and talk with you guys and seriously though dude, your background is phenomenal thank you buddy <laughs> thank, thank you, you. Yeah, we, we we went through a couple uh remodels uh we rebuilt the desk a couple times for sure stuff like that we're just trying to ever evolve but <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, man. Kyle, again, we really appreciate it. The Podfather himself has joined the Average Sports Guys podcast. We really appreciate it, man. Salute to you. And again, uh, much success. Thank you very much, guys, for having me on. Appreciate All right. it. All right. So let's switch gears. Draft, draft, draft. The draft is right around the corner. Um, I'm excited. Can yeah. you tell in my voice? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so what what the fellas and I decided to do today, we'll just talk about like the first like the first five teams, right? And and their their draft order and who we think or know, you know, cuz some of it is just obvious uh that they're going to take. Um so the first up on the clock is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, is there anybody they're not going to take? I mean, going to yeah. take other than Yeah, it's than it's your boy. It's got to be Trevor Lawrence, right? Got it's to. it's got to be him. Orange Jesus. <laughs> for sure like legit dude put up what over 3,000 yards last year 24 touchdowns 69 percent completion percentage like this dude is dirty like yeah. I look at him as like a Nick Foles but like with legs and he can run and he throws better <laughs> uh, if that makes sense to anybody like, he's that tall he's not afraid of contact and he drops dimes dude yeah yeah, yeah. and he's uh, been doing it on the big stage facts. for how many years facts. I mean yeah uh, the, the guy's pedigree is like, you can't touch his resume nothing like that yeah. he's he's the consensus number one pick for a reason right yeah. i think it only has like a handful of losses like literally i think it's like less than five yeah like ever ever yeah like going all the <laughs> way back yeah. yeah um i agree there uh, i think it's just a slam dunk pick i think it's going to immediately help out the organization um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got some decent young wide receivers to throw to. Right, and didn't they? Did they do a little bit in 
free agency now not as much because i remember urban no. myers was talking about that right like, there wasn't like like trying to basically recruit free agents to come to your mm -hmm. team is much different than it is to recruit high school players to come play you know yeah. at your at your school but how so. convenient this dude comes back and you know for a fact you're getting like literally the best quarterback. Dope -ass he, quarterback. he always Crafty. finds a way to come into he, like right. a real like good situation. He luck right? boxes his way. Facts. Like, oh man, the king of finesse. Yeah. Like he I'm done with that, football, that's a good I swear. Word. Right? Yeah, no, you're yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of it. I'm out of it. And then there was there was rumors that oh Washington is gonna try to bring him out of retirement to coach right. because there's Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Her mom was like, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. I know I know all the dirt this man was yeah. doing. And we kept on lock. I want yeah. nothing to do with this guy. Yep. He's like, I bet he hit a strip club. <laughs> um, with yeah. Lemon Pepper Lou. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Uh, I will say this though. I'm a uh, I'm gonna be curious to see what the Jaguars do in the later rounds. Because yeah. Urban Meyer, uh, yeah, he always has a good situation going, but I do think he's he's a really good evaluator of oh, talent. He's, he's right? a smart guy. So yeah, like yeah. the the draft should be his bread and butter. Uh, you know, aside or unlike free agency, right? right. Yeah, he he should be pretty good at drafting. I'm I'm gonna be very curious to see how they end up drafting. Thanks. Yeah, 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 for sure. The one thing um I'll say is most teams, right? Like especially in the early rounds, unless you just lose it and just do something so stupid, you're gonna get a good player. Yeah. But I think where you really judge a team or organization, talent evaluators, um, what have you, scouting, whatever, is who they draft in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh yeah. round. Because that's where you're really trying to find now I get it, you just go like best available. That's best available on your board. Right. You know, so but that to me is where I judge it. Like the first and second round, I feel like you're going to find decent playmakers. Yep. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, so I, that'll be interesting. All right. So the second overall pick, we have the Jets. Yeah. I. Who do you think they're going to take? For me, it's Zach Wilson, dude. Um, yeah. I think they're moving on from uh, what's his face, Sam Darnold. Um, well, they already. Oh, got they, him that's out right. Of they already got. Yeah, my fault. That's right. <laughs> yeah. They already got him out of there. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. So yeah, they're they're definitely going Zach Wilson. Dude's a problem. Um, 3,692 yards last season, 33 touchdowns, three INTs, 73% uh, completion percentage. Um, just looking at this kid's tape, I say this every season, this kid throws a pretty ball, mm -hmm. but the biggest thing for me is completion percentage, right? And if, my, if in the eye test, the fact that he can actually make most throws, yeah. not every throw, um, the fact that he's comfortable in the pocket is a really big deal not just in yeah. the pocket but also outside the pocket and i would say yeah, his, his, his his ability to extend plays and he can is move ridiculous. and he can yeah. move yeah he can boogie he's got wheels yeah yeah so i mean yeah, for does. me it's, it's zach wilson yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think it, it's same 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 here i mean i i, I don't see them going like a, a mac jones or even nah. a fields or, yeah. or something like that yeah no he he shot up all the draft boards but uh, i mean the arm is stupid right ridiculous yeah. dude stupid yeah he can make all the throws um i do think he's going to be a bit of a project like he's he's not he's not a re he's not trevor lawrence right he's no. not right. ready made for the nfl he's it's going to take some time and i hope that they develop him properly under right. this coaching staff unlike what they did with sam darnold mm -hmm. uh but yeah i i think that's well that's adam gates not being too. there helps oh for sure absolutely and then, la last point for me um within the highlight reels that i did see he got away with throwing across his body. He's got to cut that out. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's really got to cut that out because that's a pick six the other way. Oh yeah, because there'll be a linebacker, somebody sitting oh, right there. Chilling. Safety will see it. Jump chilling. up. Chilling. You know. Thank you. Yep. Um. 
All right, San Francisco moved up. They traded into the three spot with Miami. Yeah. yeah. Um, that to me just tells me they're they're going quarterback. Yeah. And <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer. No, he's, <laughs> he's not. Uh, ever since his off the field antics and and everything that he was doing in the media, um, his injury history, it's. It, the, the sun is set on on Jimmy G. Um, oh yeah, for me, I think they're going Mac Jones, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna kind of piggyback off of what Kyle said, and and with Justin Fields, it just feels right for me. Mm-hmm. It that does. that they do. Um, that. It's gonna be one of the two, Mac yeah. Jones or, right. or or Justin Fields. Like, <sighs> you can't really at that spot, in my opinion, you really can't go wrong. Um, for me, the reason I went Mac Jones, just because everybody knows Alabama, they run heavy, right? Mm-hmm. So look at their backfield. Like they have Juszczyk that's still there, and they also have Mosert, who mm-hmm. started out with Philly. I got to throw mm-hmm. that in there. And he's become a monster yeah. as of late. So but he was injured last year. He right? was right? injured he last was year. So you just hope that that doesn't linger. Right. But, yeah, I mean, if if healthy, I mean, that, that kid, sure. kid can get after it. Yeah. Right. So, like – uh, Brandon Ayuk was a problem last year. They got yeah. Debo Samuel, and yep. who can forget about Kittle, dude? So it, he, I mean, either one you can't go wrong. But like I said, based on the run game and what they were able to do, pending Mostert staying healthy, I was thinking Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Yeah. How about you? Okay, so I am gonna go with Mac Jones, and here's why. Okay. Uh, I think, yeah, like he had that great offense with RG three, right? He had right. that great mobile offense, mm-hmm. uh, but. Who'd they draft later on in that same draft, right? They Kirk went after Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Right. Kirk Cousins. Uh, I That's think, who they really wanted. Yeah, they didn't want they didn't want RG three. They wanted Kirk Cousins. Um and and I think it what with Atlanta, he had Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh he was with the Browns for like a little bit too, right? Yeah, like he had I, a cup of coffee there. Yeah, he's right. like but I, I don't think that he's necessarily looking for a running quarterback. Right. Um but that being said, I you know the for whatever reason, things have soured on Justin Fields as a passer, and I'm not really sure why because yeah. I, I think he can do it. I Essentially, like, one person in the media said, oh, he never goes to his second read, and um, and then everyone just took that and ran with it. Yeah, I don't and know. Then, and then, like, I feel like the people are going to just kind of get lazy and just label him as, oh, he's just a runner. Because if you look at a lot of his highlights that they show, you know, whether it's in, like, a commercial or just, like, quick highlights coming in or out of something, it's him, like, running, yeah. you know, shifting around and things like that. Right. And, and then, I think that's lazy. And then going back to his pro day, dude was making every throw. Even if you look at his tape, I think he's become a victim of – the black quarterback narrative yeah, to a certain I degree. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I think that people are saying, well, you know, he's an athlete, he's a physical freak, but not necessarily leaning on the fact that this dude is intelligent as hell. Yeah. yeah. But didn't some dumbass a couple weeks ago or months ago, like, ask him even about, like, switching to, to wide receiver or yeah. something? Like, I want right. to say I saw something about it. I turned it because right. it pissed me off. It's ridiculous. And he and was like, no, I'm a quarterback. And like, once are you, and crazy? Crazy. And then once again, going back to idiots like Dan Orlovsky, and, you know, I get it, you know, some teams are going to throw crap out there to make a guy fall because they want him to fall to the back end of the draft like yeah. oh fields is terrible he's a lazy whatever no stop it this mm-hmm. dude's the truth um yeah but then they would be the one to draft him but then they yeah. want to pick him up be that's, like ah, you listen that's to that's me like telling everybody right. man, man she ugly as shit <laughs> and then because you, you yeah. don't want that yeah. yeah. exactly like, hey, hey well, what's up <laughs> you know so yeah, we'll, we'll whip. yeah same thing same so. thing <laughs> so, yeah i yeah, go, going back to it, I do think I think they're going to go Mac Jones. I think Mac yeah. Jones has what they're looking for in a mm-hmm. quarterback, which is more about the quick decision making, right. decent arm. Uh, I, I think personally, I think Fields would be 
deadly in that in that <laughs> offense. Like that's all they need is another weapon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just from from history, it just seems like Mac Jones kind of fits the mold of what they would want. Okay, yeah, for sure. Okay. All right, up for uh, spot four, we have Atlanta, the Falcons. That's I haven't need. <sighs> I don't know if they trade out of that spot because I don't know that they're really looking to get a quarterback. Yeah, it's it's like that awkward spot, right? Yeah. Where like they yeah, they're just out of the money, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I if I were them, I'd probably trade back. Yeah, to me, that's what I would do. I would trade back. Um, th- th- there's a quarterback needy team, you know, that would probably try to jump up and, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and all that. right. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that we need one, but you know how he roasts me, how he gets down. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> right, if somehow. Listen, if if the Eagles somehow, you know, you hear the little draft music and then it's like flashing across Eagles jump up to number four, you're going to take a quarterback and I will laugh. I'm my going to ass be off. sick because of the quarterback factory comment. Like, dude, yep. I mean, clearly we don't have to worry about it. I, I don't see that happening whatsoever. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But again, I say it, you know, almost right. every show. This is why I really like the draft because I mean, we we don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Outside of the top like two or three slots, like you really don't know. You know, once trades start happening, or it's like they're projecting, okay, it's going to be a quarterback run, and then somebody says, okay, I'm going to take this receiver, and then it's like, oh crap, oh, shit. here goes a receiver run. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that to me all all makes it fun. Um, Let's just say hypothetically, if Atlanta stayed at number four, who, if if you have a player in mind, do you think they take or what position would they draft for? So I think they're fairly set on offense, right? Like they got right. weapons. Mm-hmm. They got weapons for days. They still got Matt Ryan. Not as good as he used to be, but uh, I, I think, you know, he'll hold out for another couple of years. Or, um, so it's got to be someone on the defensive end. And I don't think they really have anything at cornerback at this point. Right? Yeah, that's what that's where I was gonna go they as could, far as a corner. They could go certain. Mm-hmm. They could go uh JC Horn. JC Horn, yeah. They could get one of those two. That's I just thing. don't think it's probable that those guys start coming off the board at number four. So again, no. if that's what they yeah. had in their mind, they're gonna jump out of that fourth spot, trade back, get an extra pick or two or twelve or however many, you know, they're able to finesse out of teams. Um but yeah, I, I don't see them really going offense. Yeah. Know, I mean, maybe yeah. alignment, but you know Penny Sewell. I don't even think he's there. Yeah. Yeah. And if we were talking before we were recording, next up spot five is the Bengals. I think it makes sense there. You yeah. know, if, yeah. if if they did that. So I'm thinking <clears throat> offensive lineman or they're gonna get a bomb ass wide receiver. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, like, that's that's this is the divide the divide that we were having, right? It's like, dude, right? At, Pre-show. Yeah. Who do you? Clearly, your your objective, at the, if you're the Bengals, is to get Joe Burrow happy, right? Like you just want right. to keep him happy. Now, does that mean give him another weapon in Jamar Chase, or does that mean keep him upright with with Penny Sewell? I I don't know. What do you guys so, think? So to me, I think if you go with Sewell, right, that to me, provide you stability at that position. Mm-hmm. If you take a look at, like you said, uh, pre-show, like Trent Williams, for many years, um, there's great offensive linemen that you see. Um, look at Brandon Sheriff. Yep. Like, he's good. Everybody scoffed. I remember at first, like, oh, we took a guard in the first round. Like, 
but I think it's important to protect your quarterback. I mean, we talked about it about Russell Wilson, right? Yeah. Couple couple shows ago. So if you have an opportunity to get him, this this draft class is deep mm-hmm. to where they can still address that need if if they see it as a need. Um or unless you just want, you know, that shiny shiny big name, yeah. you know, at, at wide receiver to complement what you already have to help Joe Burrows. That's fine. But my whole thing is if you can't protect them, you what's, know, what's the point? What's right. the point for me? I'm going super selfish um, with the climate of my organization. <laughs> and as everybody knows, you know, we traded back out of the sixth spot. Yes, you did. Yeah. I'm still sick over it. So in my head, I want them to go Jamar Chase just so Howie Roseman can be semi-right for once. (laughs) Um, Just because, I mean, for me, that relationship is huge. Like, that dude was destroying teams in college with Jamar Chase. Like, it wasn't even fair. This dude is a crisp route runner. Um, What, in the shortened season last season, he put up 1,700 yards. Um, Dude's a problem. Like, I, here's my thing. Um, I want, I mean, I want them to go Jamar Chase, but I wouldn't be upset at the fact, well, I would be upset, but I wouldn't, I mean, as a Cincinnati fan, I wouldn't be too mad at the fact if they went Penny Sewell, just because of this dude is a straight bus. Like he sets the edge, period. He Mm -hmm. creates lanes, period. If you're a running back, you are happy that this man is literally (laughs) sitting at the tackle spot because you know he's making a hole for you and you're going to, you're going to be a like perennial highlight reel. With this guy sitting on the edge. So um, either way, I think that would I mean I'm leaning more towards Jamar Chase just to make uh, Joe Burrow happy. And I'm pretty sure they probably at this point, they probably consulted him to some yeah. degree saying, mm-hmm. hey, what would, I mean, granted, you know, you just got here. But what would you rather have a lineman or, or a receiver? But overall, I'm thinking more Jamar Chase, but within uh, Penesul. Yeah. All right. Well, so that does it for this portion of our little draft talk. So we'll do we'll. We'll do more than five next week yeah, just right. because we're like, I'd like to get through the first 32. Facts. Um, but first week back after I've been off and surgery and stuff like that. Right. So uh, we'll have time. So, yeah. So maybe we'll do the next 10 next next week or, or, or something like that um, and make our way through the first round. And then at the end of it, just before the draft, we'll do a mock draft. So we'll each sure. do our own, which we'll kind of read them on the show and figure out. Who's smart and who's not? Yeah. No, I'm just joking. Although I will say, Marcus and I, so not this past draft, but the last one, pretty much as soon as we started the podcast, we did a mock draft and then we, we were did. checking them off during the thing. Yeah. And I, we we got like, we did pretty quite, well, quite dude. Nice. Like within the first two or three picks, I right. feel like if, if you miss that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you might not, you know, yeah, you got to work on what you're doing. Right. But outside of that, once it starts to get into that like crapshoot area and all that stuff, then like, the teams that held steady at that spot, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think we nailed, I, I collectively, I think it was like 18. That's pretty yeah. damn good. Yeah. 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 You got pretty good at it. Yeah. And we weren't, I mean, we, we didn't really have any analytics or, nah, or like, anything because sh- I'd straight feel from yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's really what it was. It was just like, we were just looking at these uh, top prospects and, yeah. and, and all this stuff. And so I just kind of got into looking at, you know, what they're, you know, 
what their game is, who's on the board, and if they would fit this and that. So, I mean, it, it was my first time ever doing it. Yeah. So, I had a good time with it. So, maybe we'll do it again. No, we will do it again. I we think it'd be it fun. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. Um, so, hey, that's our show. We appreciate you guys listening. As always, be sure to head over to our website, AverageSportsGuys.com. Uh, the links to all of our podcasts are there. Um, the links to our YouTube videos are there. This week, unfortunately, the technical difficulties. We'll start recording just as soon as we can. Um, but as always, I'm Eddie. I'm Adam. This is Marcus. What do you have for sports, guys? Yeah. And we will see you next time.